Hey, how the heck are you? I'm Brandon Alexander with the Issue Podcast, and I can't wait to tell you some exciting news. All right, okay, okay, I'm cutting it out. That's really like one of my voices I was thinking about doing for you guys. Tell me if you like it or not. I know you like it, didn't you? Didn't you? Uh, no, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not that funny or whatever. But that's besides the point. I got some real news for you guys. Please check us out on Instagram. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook. If you want our Instagram, it's all one word, The Issue Podcast. And if you're looking at us on Facebook, it's The Issue Podcast on Facebook. When you follow us on Instagram, you can get a chance to look at different segments that we're into. Just get tongue twisted, guys. I get tongue twisted. There's so much I want to say to you that I get tongue twisted sometimes. But regardless, there's dope stuff that we got for you. So different segments that we may be introducing on certain episodes or different parts that we want to incorporate. So you can be a part of that. You can introduce a segment or you can even get an opportunity to be on the show or be a part of production. So all you have to do is follow the Instagram. It's real simple. Just press the follow button. Come on. It's not hard. Also, subscribe like don't just listen to an episode because i told you to listen to an episode and don't don't subscribe i know who you is i'm tired of you karen and you mike y'all get on my nerves we're gonna fight we're gonna fight and you know i can't fight so i'm really gonna trip you up because I, I can't fight but regardless of the fact don't make me do that um yeah so do those two big favors for me and if you can and if you will please ma'am and sir Stay blessed and highly favored. Oh, I forgot one thing. I forgot one thing. What one thing is that? We're also going live, 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 live. Yeah, we're going to do live episodes on Facebook. So if you want to be a part of that and see what's going on and even get your comments or opinions heard, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You know, it's real simple. The Issue Podcast. And if you want to get, um, I don't know, some merch produced, not produced, but promoted. Guys, my mind is slipping today. I don't know what's going on with me. But follow us. Yeah. And um, don't forget to comment. Don't forget to rate us on Facebook. Apple Podcasts, all that. And yeah. You are not. You are not. Listening. 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 happening what's happening i know you missed me if you didn't get off listen i don't i don't need you no more i'm tired of y'all faking it i'm tired of you people not listening and listening because your friend and them are uh, you just trying to do me a favor no i'm being petty today because i feel like being petty today yeah i'm gonna pause for dramatic effect so you know i'm serious because i'm waiting for you to stop listening for real, for real. i'm tired of you i'm tired i just can't do it no more i can't bro like I'm sensitive about my art and I'm an artiste. So when I do this, I do this. But no, no, all seriously, this is your boy, Brennan Alexander, and you are listening to the Issue Podcast. If you are confused or if you do not know what's going on, I have an amazing show lined up for you guys today. And it's amazing because I have two super spectacular male role models right here with me. And I really, I want you guys to understand the gravity of this episode because this is really getting into male mental health, most specifically black male mental health, and how we can, you know, analyze it, be aware of it, and for the growth and development of it. Um, so without any more further ado, Kangas, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you have here Rarikas Flynn. Most people know me by Flynn. Some people know me by Dre. Um, athlete, student athlete. Uh, as another side that, you know, a lot of people don't know, but we'll get more into that today. Yo, 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 it's X. Um, what? Man, a lot of people know me by Malik, but I go by X. That's my stage name, do music, got, you know, projects coming out soon. And yeah, man, it's just, it's awesome, you know, feeling to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly glad that you guys both can come here because I know both of you guys story a little bit and it'll be good for the people to understand and know why you're here today and basically understand you and the, the passion behind the craft, really. Um, so when we think about like manhood in, in general, like what is a man like? What do you guys think a man is? 
Uh, for me, this is Flynn speaking, by the way. For me, I think a man is a person that carries principles and they stand on those principles uh, regardless of whatever the, whatever life brings them. Um, I think if you, if you believe in that, you're going to stand on that 10 toes regardless of what you're going through. I think a man brings stability to his home. Mm-hmm. I think a man you know, put put it on his back and carry the load regardless of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. I think a man stay true to his word regardless of the emotion of what he's going through. Yeah. That's just some principles of what I think a man should carry. So what about you? Man, uh, I just like, when I look at the example of a man, I'll be thinking about my pops. It's mm-hmm. like how, you know, I'll do like some stuff, like I'll mess up sometimes, everybody yeah. mess up sometimes, but you know, a child, they don't understand what they're doing, and then you don't know you should go to your parents, and it's like, dang, I'm scared of what they might say. But my pops, he never do like look at me different of what I've done, of you know what I'm saying, of my past actions or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. He always try to guide me right and stuff like that. So I'd be like, okay, man. So yeah, this man with principle. This is a man who got. He has a code that he goes by. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. I just feel like as a man, you should always be like open to like listening and stuff like that, especially when you have kids. Cause you know, some kids they become sneaky. They don't want to. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, me personally, I think um, a man is basically all of what you guys said, but most specifically, understood to be understood to be um, bigger than just what other people think him to be. A man is a person who can stand by something and do it effortlessly. You know, I say effortlessly because, like, it's so much pressure put up on you to succeed, regardless if you ain't even really succeeding in most people's eyes. As long as you are, feel like you're succeeding in your family, you 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 get that sense of accomplishment, achievement. You know what I'm saying? But more specifically, I want to know, like, let's let's dial it back ten years from now. Did you have the same mindset of what a man was back then versus now? For me, uh, yeah, I did. Um, because I had so many imperfections around me, mm. I knew what I didn't want. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. just like, I know what I want to stand on. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a kid, you know, growing up, for me, age really didn't make a difference. You know what I mean? You had to grow up really, really fast. Yeah. And you saw stuff that you weren't supposed to see, yeah. I mean, on a daily. And it became the norm. Mm-hmm. And then when I got older, I realized that that wasn't the norm. You yeah. know what I mean? So for me, those principles was, our, was for me, it was kind of like pushed into me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was through trial and trial. Like, yeah. it wasn't nothing that I came up with. I had to live these things or I was going to get trampled. Like, Ooh, you yeah. know what I mean? So that it yeah. just, I had to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, those principles was created through that. Yeah. I um I feel like for me, like I knew some of those principles, but I had to, I was a hothead, so I had to really experience it to learn. Yeah. Like um of one good example, like just I would be real, I, I was mess, I was mess a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Cause like this is around the time I'm like, I wanna say 13, 14, 15, 13, yeah, around that age. I'm stealing shit, selling shit. And I'm doing it cause like I want money, you know what I'm saying? And I know people were scared of me, so I was like, ain't nobody gonna stop me. But it wasn't until I got uh, almost locked up. Well, I did got locked up. There was a time I almost got locked up, and then the time I did got locked up, and I realized like, damn, like this shit come with repercussions. So it's just like understanding and learning more so about principles and knowing how to really justify your actions by doing what's right you know what i'm saying right. is that what make sense because yeah. yeah. make sense yeah but. man 13 jesus christ like at the age of 13 it was just like for me it was like um shit. i was still trying to find myself because when you're in middle school you you, see, you figure out what you like and what you don't like you yeah. know what i mean and it's like your parents can only show you so much, but then once you get in placed in that real world, it's mm-hmm. like, damn, okay. Yeah, okay. cool. So I was cool. like, you no. curse. <laughs> you know, I curse. Y'all know I curse. I was like, I was like, uh, damn. 
it's hard for me to, uh, you know, I'm like, dang, which crowd do I pick and which crowd do I don't pick, you know? And it just happens, the crowd just finds me. Mm. So I'd be placed in those situations where it's like, dang, bro, you not this, you not that. So it's like, it wasn't peer pressure, but it was like trying to get uh, a form of acceptance. I'm trying to make a statement, like, mm. you know, I'm not to be bothered, I'm not to be messed with. Mm-hmm. So it was just that. And it was just so many like temptations coming my way mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, you, for me, I was the person, I like, where I come that. from, you snitch, you snitch. So yeah. I'm like, shit, like, if I, <laughs> if I got a problem, I got to handle it myself. I can't always be going to my pops or my mom's. Yeah. They didn't want to get back. Oh, he snitched. He did it. So yeah. it just had me, I had to bottle a lot of stuff in. So I mm-hmm. wasn't able to tell a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, man, I got to keep this. Like, dang, bro, how long can I keep this in? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, ain't yeah. nobody really going to understand. Yeah, facts. So yeah, especially facts. like, um, what? You got a big fight that day. Yeah. That's the big. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's the big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what you trying to make a statement? Yeah. It's like you got a reputation to uphold yeah. when you're in that position. It's like, yeah. Bro, I, I really can't. don't want to fight, dude, but yeah. I got to. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I really don't want to. Like, bro, he big. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might run around him a, a couple of times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it was just, uh, what, 13? It was just like, just finding out, like, which friends really your yeah. friends. And it was, it was, I don't know. I feel like when you're at a young age, your emotions are a little bit more stronger than you are now because when you become an adult, mm-hmm. you understand those, mo- those emotions better than when you were a kid. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you get mad for somebody stealing your candy. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Now you're like, man, go ahead. Facts. You got it. I get another So, yeah, it was just like that. It was just uh, me just finding myself. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You mentioned that, bro. Like, I remember I got in so many stupid fights just because the homies would be like, bro, he, he disrespected me, so let's go out. And I would not literally go at him, like, for real. Like, like, like he did something to me personally. And that just was stupid. And I ain't gonna lie, a couple times I got my wrong book because they were older and bigger. I never, you know what I'm saying? It was just, like, dumb stuff. But I don't regret it because at the end of the day, when I look back at, at it, it was funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, it just, the character building, man, you know what I'm saying? You got to learn how to get knocked down in order to stand up. Yeah, I feel like. Um, but more so out of that, I want to look at... Um, in those moments i was talking about like what did y'all what did you guys realize like was there was those big moments where you got real emotional or it got really like mind-boggling for you did you realize something or you felt like dang i can't go through this but when you went through it and you look back at it it really made you and evolved you or evolved you because i said that word wrong forgive me y'all um i'm trying to let the question sink in so big moments. I mean, I've had a lot of big moments that I feel like pushed me to be successful. But in my childhood, um, you know, there was a lot of moments where I feel like, like, dang, this is tough. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like, I don't know how we're gonna make it through this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But watching my mom, because mm-hmm. my mom, you know, my mom raised me, yeah. and my grandma, she made raised me as well. Uh, so I had strong women around me. You know, that, that kind of, as a man, I felt the peer pressure to always be strong because mm-hmm. I was the man. You know, mm-hmm. I had an older, I have an older brother, but, you know, I always was the big brother mm-hmm. in, in every every aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I saw some things when I was growing up that, you know, would have broke a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we grew up one bedroom house. Uh, probably was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people mm. in one in one bedroom house. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the stuff that you're going to see in that, and these grown people, you know mm. what I mean? Me and my brother was the only child, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. at that time. So, but you know, we had, you know, the family would come over. Everybody wanted to come over our house, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what y'all want to come over here for? And we, we live in the roughest, you know what I yeah. mean? What y'all want to come over here? But it was, it was all love, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just growing up through growing up through that, you know what I mean? Just like, dang, you know, is we ever gonna see more? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like God, is is this punishment? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. while we got less, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. That was always the question. And I always knew that, you know, I used to tell my brother, like, hey, we ain't gonna be like this forever. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna make it through this, you know what I mean? We're gonna be Gucci. Like, we always knew we wanted more. You know what I mean? Like, literally, I could have touched the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, hey, 
You know what I mean? It was, it, it was tough. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was, it was real life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was everyday life for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it molded me. So, so my, my better question is to, to help you um, get to a point where I really wanted to be at. Like, so what was the tangible for you? Like when you said, you know what? Hey, I'm getting there. And you know, about to stop me since I feel that. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't break it down to one moment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was just one moment. So it wasn't that kickstart? Nah, it was just when you're living something every day, bro, and it becomes the norm. And mm -hmm. then by the time you realize that this not, this is not life, when you go to see something different, yeah. when you go to your friend's house and they living like this, and, you know what I mean? You got to go back to your house and you living like this. Yeah. Those questions as a young kid start to arise like, damn, why well, we ain't got more? You know yeah. what I mean? At that moment, you don't, you don't want to ask your mom another no question like that because you see your mom busting her butt. She working every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I lost my uh my goddad, I lost him at a young age. Mm. You know, so he 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 passed away, you know, died in a car accident. He had a sleeping disorder, you know what I mean? Mm. So he fell asleep behind the wheel. Yeah. And he was the only father figure that I had at the time. So when he died, that was a that was a that was a tough marker for me. You know what I mean? And my brother. Uh, my brother was more adapted to my dad, but he wasn't even around like that. So I don't even understand why he wanted to be around my dad. My dad didn't even. My dad came every blue moon. At the time, I I didn't even know him. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it, it was it was it was a battle for me because when he would come, I would neglect him. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you ain't been here. You know what I mean? I don't want you around type vibe. Yeah. And my brother was more so open to it, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So you know, it, it was just. When I lost my God, Dad, I think that was a turning point for me to say, you know, I'm gonna make it out of the situation. And my grandma, she was my best friend. You know, she used to always tell me, you can do whatever you want in the world. You know, you just gotta put your foot forward and go after it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'll never let nobody tell you, you can't do nothing. Me, including herself, including my mom. You know what I mean? Like, I'll never let anybody discourage you from doing what you want to do in life. Right. So I walk around with that pride. I always, I always got that pride on me. You know what I mean? Like. Yes, they say people want to put their pride to the side, but for me, it, it ain't something that I grew up grew up knowing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like pride was everything. It was mm -hmm. me to be hating. You yes, know sir. what I mean? So I walk around with that, mm -hmm. and I'm all forever have that. So it is what it is with me. I think that you know those moments made me to who I am today. Is just to be this this young brother that want more, even when he got more. Come on, you know what I mean? Like. I got more than I ever had, and I still feel like I ain't got nothing. Come on, because my my drive is so strong, bro. It's like, you know, it ain't. It's not on my time though, and I understand that. You know what I mean? So God got a plan for everybody. You just got to keep working. Yeah. You know, stay dedicated. Whatever you're doing, you know what I mean. Stay persistent. If you don't plan, you plan to fail. You know. What I mean? Come on, just, come on. That's what it is with me. And that's why you're gonna win. So for sure. For sure. you, what can you say? You said the moment that made me like. Yeah, so that moment where it was just like, man, you know, I'm getting there and ain't no going back. Because I know for me personally, bro, like, I always was a dude that tried stuff. Like, and I can honestly say the bad stuff I tried, I did. I even did. I did it because it was more so uh, it was expected because of who I was related to or, you know, just um, the impression that was already kept on me because of my brother's. So I felt like I had to play into that role because I had a family name and legacy to uphold. And I was, you know, I was damn if I wasn't going, you know, hold it down, you know what I'm saying? But for me personally, when I think about those moments and I think about that time where it was just like, you know what, I got a chance. Um, I can honestly say seeing my mom cry, me making my mom cry, I'll I put it like that. Seeing my actions and seeing my selfishness See, hurt her because I I grew up with seeing my brothers hurt her, her my whole life, bro. Tear her apart, like just have her sad and her loving them so much, going to court, going so hard to keep them from dying because they getting into street fights and craziness, and it it made me be like, you know, it got to be a change. I'm 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 that one loose chain in that you know in that cancel cycle. So I was like, you know, I gotta I gotta do something different. And uh, yeah, like I, I just would try shit. Like I would try, but I would always fail. Like I would fail like fuck. And them failures, bro, them shit hurt, especially when you a little nigga. Like I'm little, 
trying, bro. Like I'm trying to get a job. I'm trying to like take the load off my mom, not ask her for nothing. Cause I don't want her to feel like she has to give me or do anything for me. Because at the end of the day, I know that I'm a young man and I know I have to do it on my own because my brothers already did it. So why can't I? You know what I'm saying? I, and um it just like it got to a point, bro, where I just got sick of trying to do good. So I was like, you know what, since I can't do good at doing good, let's stay bad. Let's let's show them what I really can do. Let's let's really fuck up some shit. Like for real for real. But thank God that didn't happen or it didn't go how I envisioned it at the time. Because um I just had like some people that really sat down with me who saw potential in me that I didn't even see in myself really for real. Like um I can think of it's probably like two dudes, two dudes. Like my my dad, my dad would like he wouldn't really tell me what to do. He would more so monitor me and make sure that I wasn't getting into too much trouble. But like, he didn't really say too much to me. It was more so, you fail, I'm going to handle you. But like, other than that, you go ahead and do it and figure it out on your own. So it's like, um, dang, I'm trying to think of that real, those real moments. Well, I can say um, my moment was, yeah. Me going to jail for the first time. That and um, me actually getting involved in school. So when I uh, started drawing for school and stuff and I saw the potential, the pride, the proudness of my mom and just like her just seeing that I had the chance to really make it out in my city, she was like, okay. And that would mean that would drove me to actually wanting to do that. Like started it anyway. Like for real, for real. Um so stuff like that, if that makes sense. Sheesh. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot, bro. You got to really man. dig in there. And I was like, got to think, bro. You got to think. Take your time. I feel yeah. like the moment was for me was like, um, dang. Because this moment, I remember like it was yesterday. That's how much of an impact it had on me. It was a uh, part of, it was like negativity. Like, I don't know. It just, uh. It, it could have either built me into something or it could have like made me uh what's the word i'm looking for it could have made me a monster also okay like when my parents they didn't know what else to do with me so they was gonna send me to juvie so i was like bro i was like i was thinking in the back of my head the whole time because my dad had a friend that stayed next door and he was an officer who worked at the detention center and he was like yeah we can give him a tour but you know we can't get nothing right out of him we, we can put him in just we put him in or whatever so i was just thinking in the back of my head like I was hurt, like wow, y'all gonna really put y'all child in the juke, like you know what I'm saying? I said, yeah. bro, like I said, I'm like I thought in the back of my head, I'm gonna grow up hating y'all so much, y'all don't even do it. Like, bro, like that, that was like, like bro, bro, that was for real. Like I was like I was so angry, and I yeah. was like, bro, and then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, do I really want to go to juvie? Cause dude, cause like he tried to do the whole scaring thing, that joke really didn't scare me. Cause he was like, oh yeah, man, he said, thank you, bad, you got a ton. I got a dude in the cell right now. He better than you, dude. I'm like, bro, you yeah. in there, I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna so like, so like the whole oh, time, the whole time yeah. he was trying to talk to me, scare me. I'm being very nonchalant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you know my mom was just talking to me a little bit more. And it was just the fact, like, it was just so much going on at the time. Like I said, when you're young, so many emotions are going through. Yeah, you like real sensitive when you're young. Yeah. You so don't realize like, it, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, just got out of, uh, what? Uh, it was just like petty stuff. Like, now that I'm looking back at it, it was mm -hmm. just petty stuff. Breaking up with the girls, messing with the homeboy, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, man, I ain't really with that. So I just started becoming way, like, disrespectful towards the parents, my parents and stuff yeah. like that. And then uh, just seeing, like, how everybody that was around me like in the neighborhood or in the complex, they were young selling dope. You had the other people having them selling dope. And then I was just seeing like, you can see shit from the window. So like, bro, I'm yeah. Yeah, you can see it from the window cause you hear the sirens yeah. or whatever. It could be a gunshot, you hear that too. Yeah. So I remember looking from my window and this dude, bro, he probably about like a little bit older than me. I'll have to go at 16. And uh, what he would just I, he was to sell dope with my cousin, and I know my cousin sold dope because it'll be like the OG that always gave it to him, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And then my uh, what my dad's cousin, his mom, my cousin's mom, mm -hmm. she always be telling my dad, like, yo, so and so at the corner store, so mm -hmm. he'll pull up at the corner store, like, yo, get your butt home, you feel me? Yeah, so 
just seeing that and then also seeing uh how the bro like got arrested mm. and his mom like i was looking out the window because it was like five cop cars out there yeah so i don't know what happened they must have busted him or what yeah but just seeing how bro his mom just saying pouring out her heart like you mm. need to get right like that junk kind of touched me it was like dang bro and you just see him tearing up but bro. he can't really hug her because he got his hands behind his back bro. so i was just like bro I just didn't want that and I just had to get right and I was like, bro, I can't put my parents through that. Like, yeah. is it really that worth it to even yeah. have this much hate? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just so much of bad things going on at the time. So I just had to get right. And I think that's what really impacted me to do better. And just like get up get up off it. You know what I'm saying? Like stop, mm-hmm. you know, stop taking things too serious and stop reacting to things. I ain't gonna lie, the anger the anger had slightly went away, but it was yeah. just like, you know what I'm saying, it took time. But I had to, I had to make sure I get right because, like, I just see that. I was like, no, nah, man, I just can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's they don't see nothing else for us. You know what I'm saying? It's either you selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? You already got a strike against you. That's what I was told when you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just, I was like, bro, I'm not gonna give people anything else to say about me. So I just like, nah, bro. So I, uh, another question, y'all, because y'all stories are really compelling, and I really think about this a lot. So would you say change was built inside of you or the change happened as you grow and evolve? Because as people, we always change in that. And as men, we always like, we process information and we process in like certain ways, how we do things. And you think about it and you like, I changed, but then you really ain't changed. It's just that you move differently. And circumstances and environments change as well, but you never really change. You just make different decisions. So what I'm saying is the change built in you is more so like you, you never, you were never built for comfort. Like you were built for just, if this happens, I'm ready for it. Or was it got, did it get to a point where you had to create this person of you, this, this evolution of man where nothing can shake me, nothing can make me. I think that uh, for me, it was uh, everything was circumstantial. Um, you know, like I was ready for whatever. You know, what I mean, I felt like I, you know, I could, you know, walk in the room, sit down, and have a conversation with Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, I can walk in the room. Even well, even five year old Flynn. So I was the same person. <laughs> That's tough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always, I always been the same person. Like I told you, like. Most of my situation was through trial and trial, but I always had this demeanor about myself that I wanted more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I could walk in the room and have a conversation with Obama. Mm-hmm. Well, I can walk in the room full of killers, and my heart won't skip a beat. You know what I mean? So, for that, I always had that. It is what it is with me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was always ready for whatever. Um, I don't know, like, and I, just to backtrack too, another thing that I think changed my life or made me grow up mm-hmm. faster yeah when i was uh i got kicked out of school every year um so from fourth grade all the way up until i got to high school i was kicked out of school every year mm-hmm. so that's so bad i went to alternative school whatever my mom put me in alternative school she was gonna put me in the home before that so it was, it was that or that or alternative school so just think about it just you know what i mean made me a little weary you know what i mean the things that you know i put my mom through um not proud of that at all know but it happened yeah i mean i think that you know it it made me it made me stronger mentally and understand life a lot better yeah um made me grow up faster Mm -hmm. but the moment i think kind of got me you know of course seeing my mom hurt is that when i had i had strangers that i didn't even know like i was to the point where i was about to get kicked out of alternative school um I kept getting into fights when I was in turning school. You know, they lock you up if you if you fight. But I I was good and with the guy who was over. You know, what I mean that whole situation. So he knew my family. Mm-hmm. So my my family last name. You know, what I mean it rang yeah. bells in the city. So he knew who I was instantly. So when I got in these altercations at school, I took advantage of that because <laughs> I knew that he was gonna he was gonna look out for my family. Yeah. And um, he told me he was like, "This your last round. Said if you do it again." I gotta do what I gotta do. And I got into another altercation. I didn't fight, but they told me, so he was like, um, if you don't, so they, they live more of a, it was more of a military mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, um, well, if you don't do 200 push-ups by the time it hit 12 o'clock, 
you about to go to jail and you can't kick out of school. Mind you, it's 11.55. I have five minutes to complete these push-ups. As I was about, I wasn't doing nobody push-ups. I was, I was an athlete, but I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, you know, lifting no weights. Then yeah. I was just fast and I was talented. So working out was like, what? I ain't doing that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I attempted to do it. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I probably got to like 50. It's like mm-hmm. two minutes left. I'm about to go to jail, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's gonna be over, yeah. it's over with. And then next thing That's I know, we in, the, we in the cafeteria. Now it's funny now, but you know, it was serious then. Yeah. We in the cafeteria and uh, he put me in the center. And mind you, in the cafeteria, you gotta think of complete silence. We couldn't talk to each other, we couldn't do nothing. We was in the single file line. It was almost like jail for real. You know yeah. what I mean? We walked in there. It was bars, bars everywhere. You had to get come in, take your belt off. That was an alternative school. Alternative like school. real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no talking, no nothing. And then um, we in the cafeteria, and I'm hitting these push-ups. I got two minutes left. I know I wasn't going to make it. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the clock. I'm <laughs> on the floor. He's like, all right, you got a minute and a half left. Look, my man grabbing this, you know what I mean, grabbing this side, taking the cups off. Yeah. And they say, you know, everybody in the cafeteria got up and start doing push-ups. People don't even know. And I mean, like, we're going to complete these 200 for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's tough. And everybody joined in. And people that I, you know what I mean, had altercations with, people that, you know what I mean, I, I disliked. Yeah. You know what I mean, at the time. For immature things. And just to see that, that sense of, you know what I mean, empathy and sympathy all in one, you know what I mean, as a, as a young adult growing up, that was a life-changing move for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it was like, these people that I don't even know can show some type of justification of I want to see this man not get kicked out of school and go to jail. Like we are already in a messed up situation. Let's not make it worse for him. You know mm. what I mean? That's right. And after that, I was like, man, I told uh, officer, I was like, man, I leave here this time. I ain't coming back. Mm. You know what I mean? I know I said it before, but I was like, this is it. <laughs> and then uh, and I left. I ain't never went back. And that was that was a turning point for me. And then I got ninth grade. Going to my temporary year, I ended up losing my best friend, my grandma. You know what I mean? That was a tough, tough time for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To to lose her, and that was that was all she wrote, man. My my life had changed for good at that point. You know, people who know me now know me as the athlete. You know, I always been a good athlete. Um, my mom took sports away from me when I was a kid because I you know I couldn't stay in school, so she took that away. Mm. And I didn't start playing football until I got back in high school. I didn't play middle school football at all. Mm. I played elementary. I mean, I played uh, Little League, mm-hmm. Monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Straight Beast. And then I knew I was good. And we'll be back with more of the Issue Podcast right after this commercial break. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Lovely Lex, here at the Galaxy Network. And I just want to stop by and give a shout out to my guy, Brandon Alexander, for putting me on this beautiful podcast of his. And you can come check out my podcast. My first episode is up, but I'm going to try to do it as much as I can. Maybe every Friday or every Saturday. It just depends on how the world is working and how the universe is moving. So come on over to the Galaxy Network and we can be in the cosmos together. And welcome back to the Issue Podcast. I really, really missed you. I know you missed me. That commercial break I had you on was a little too long for me, so that's why I'm talking like this to let you know how I missed, missed you. But whatever, whatever. Let's get back to the interview. All right. So what uh, the uh, starting point of having me gain my character, I would just say, like, seeing my parents struggle, like, it was just like, um, I would, I'm the type of person, I can't take advice from somebody who who hasn't really done anything with their life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just seeing them struggle time for time, time for time, I'm like, bro, I can't, like, it's mm-hmm. right here, like, you gotta go wear, like, the same shoes you wear last year. Come on, bro, I'm, I'm sitting here wearing Pro J's, bitch. <laughs> people, hey, back in middle school, niggas thought those shits was Jordans. <laughs> go to Kmart, hey, man, like, I was such, I was the most impatient kid growing up. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I wanted that, because I know how my parents was. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you'll get it. And then you won't get it. And then when Christmas comes, you get like four gifts and you see everybody else playing with theirs. And it's like, damn, bro. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just, I didn't like struggling. I just hated that. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, <clears throat> it just had, it was that, it was like other things that helped me like, you know, build character also just like from yeah. choosing who the friends is and who not your friends. 
and just like seeing what like on the news and then like you couldn't wear like bro my mom would not let me get dressed bro she wouldn't even let me get a fro like real bro like the neighborhood yeah. we lived in the lady was like oh is that your son because i started growing mm-hmm. my hair out a little bit yeah. she's like oh is that your son in my backyard because yeah, it, oh, it, it goes on that you get you get so yeah she was like that's your son in my backyard whatever so i'm like bro i had to cut the fro off i'm like bro you serious right now yeah so it was so easy to get mislabeled for different things that you didn't do so um <clears throat> yeah but no i just seen my parents struggle and then like yeah. people think i'm not gonna lie growing up i used to be like oh, full stamps that's clutch <laughs> 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 no. then when you realize you're like you don't want to be on food stamps yeah. like it was just like yeah it's a, it's a nice little thing to get you by today and whatever not but when you go to school I was to always be quiet, like I hear people cracking jokes out of that. I'm like, yeah, man, cool mama jokes, food stamp jokes. I sit quiet because yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I sit quiet, so I'm not the type of person I ain't about to joke about. Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. So I just sit quiet, and it was just like you'll see people at school being less fortunate than others. Yeah. And just like I can't pick on nobody else that's struggling because I'm going through a struggle too. Yeah. So who am I to sit here and go Dang. through that? You know what I mean? Dang, that's, that, 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 that comes with a lot of self awareness. Exactly. So I ain't had that mindset. Like at that age, I'm like, bro, I know this is wrong. I can't do this. Like, you know, I was aware of like, you know, some things that I was doing, some things I wasn't wasn't aware of doing. Like people would be like, Oh bro, you lash out too fast. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I feel like you came at me sideways, dude. You about, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh nah, it was just that. Like mm-hmm. the struggling was just what got me. Just seeing like uh what eviction notices and mm-hmm. just seeing like um not knowing if you're gonna be able to like stay at that house, like bro, we did a lot of moving back to house to house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just like crooked people. Like I know we stayed at one place, the lady claimed that it was her apartment. It wasn't even her apartment. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Yeah, it wasn't even her house. It wasn't even her house. It was just like there was no AC unit. My parents had to come out of their pockets for that. So it just like struggle after struggle after struggle. And like I said, we're in Proto J's, bro. Niggas thought them shits was Jordans. And like yeah. what? I was, I was so, I was, it was the envy in me that was seeing other people. I'm like, damn, bro, I want what they got. Yeah. So it was just that for me. And it was just like, you know what? I want to get it on my own. And when I first was able to get a job, bro, I started going crazy. Up. Yeah, yeah. And then I start realizing like, dang, I gotta give back to the people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when uh what that also uh put a sense of responsibility in me, save my money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you not when you growing up and you don't have what you want, mm-hmm. and then when you do get the stuff that you need to get what you want, you be like, bro, okay, okay, I'm about to go online, bro. What I'm changing? Yeah, right, yeah, I got yeah, you, I got you. Yeah. So it's just like that for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's what helped build character for me. Like, just the, yeah. uh, it was that sense of responsibility for me that helped me realize, like, dang, bro, you got other people out here that's just less unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just seeing, like, how we had to struggle, me and my siblings, mm-hmm. it was just like, bro, we don't want to live like that. Because if you don't break that cycle at your youth age and you get that mindset that you want to break that cycle, it's just going to continue, 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 continue. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I break that cycle because I don't want to see my kids live like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, hearing both of y'all stories and saying all this, are y'all four men crying? Black men crying? Any man should, you know, should be able to, you know, give their true feeling on something. I think, you know, that one emotion is not, it shouldn't be characterized, you know, down to the gender. I think that's, you know, you're playing with um, the psychological thing psychological side of it i don't think you should play with that because you know that's how people end up committing suicide and you know how people end up killing other people Mm. doing all type of stuff because people like to uh put a put a put a hold on what a man shouldn't do Mm. and i mean because you're a man you shouldn't cry Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you're a man should this and shouldn't do that like Mm -hmm. i don't think people should do that because you messing with somebody mental side of it now i'm not only i'm not trying to cry because i don't i don't think it's the manly thing i'm not trying to cry because i feel like somebody gonna have something to say about it because i am a man and i don't think that should be the case at all um if you're a man you know man male female whatever just go ahead and get it out and you're good oh yeah <clears throat> just um like i don't like how he was saying there's nothing wrong with you shedding tears 
Yeah. At first, like, when I, like like I said, like me growing up, it was just like for me. I, it was like that last ass open I got from my mom. I was like, I'm not crying anymore. I'm not crying on Christmas. Like, bro, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. It's like, bro, knowing that I just shed me some tears and I had to go to school and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Sonia. Yeah, bro. It's like knowing that I did that. I was like, bro, I'm not crying no more. But after that, I have never shed tears. Yeah. Last time I shed tears was probably like last year, like seeing my uncle. In the state that he in, like this, is the person that saw me grow up, and you know, what I'm saying playing in the dirt roads and stuff like that, and just seeing him like in the uh, being hospital, not hospitalized, but just seeing him like not being able to be himself, like just drinking too much, so his body like shut down on like this man bony bony, like I touch it, like I, I'm shaking his hand, but all I feel is bone, like it's barely even me in there. And just seeing him trying to talk and just trying to tell me what he wants to say, yeah. it just kind of like, it kind of hurt me. So I was like, dang, bro. And then he just like telling me to tell my dad this and tell my mom this. That just hurt me because it's like I got to deliver the message and I'm trying to figure out what he's saying. I try to deliver it the best way I can. <clears throat> but, so, but um, I had to cut you off. But so like you just said about like how you were younger, you didn't really want to cry. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you want to cry? I didn't want to cry when I was younger because at that point, like, I, like you know, I feel like it was a sense of weakness. Mm-hmm. That's just how I felt when mm-hmm. I was younger. I just felt like it was a sense of weakness. Mm-hmm. Just seeing how people in the streets is, mm-hmm. and I was just like, bro, they don't shed no tears, so why Fact. should I shed tears? And it was just what I was seeing. That's what I was being yeah. put into me. Fact. So that's why I was just like, bro, I can't be shedding tears out here. And it's like, I just felt like it made me feel like weak, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Bro, I don't like this feeling." So, so know? like, why do you think that's instilled in us as young men, though? Because it was, it's a facade, you know. It's, it's not real. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I didn't tell you growing up, men don't cry, men don't do this, and I believed that for a long time. Yeah. You know, um, me too. I had believed that for a real long time. You know, I was the type of, you know. You hear me and they sniffing it before you, you know, you see a tear fall. You know, I'm, I'm trying to hold it, right? I'm trying yeah. to hold it because, you know, men don't cry. You know, that's what I was told. Um, but I, I found out that wasn't true uh, because once I finally did let it out, you know, you holding on to it, holding on to it, let yeah. it out. Yeah. You know I mean? this is right there, bro. Go ahead and let it out because, you know, I always found myself, it, it's going to come out either in tears or it's gonna come out in frustration. Mm. You know what I mean? So either way, it's yeah. gonna come out. You gonna feel it. Now. So you you can you can try to hold on to the tears all you want, but that emotion has to be released. And people don't understand that. Mm. And that's why people lash out and do crazy stuff, because they don't understand that. That emotion, you can't harness that type of emotion mm. inside your body, in your being. Mm. You can't physically hold that. It's gonna find its way out, mm. either through tears or through talking, through you know what I mean, uh, your habits or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's going to find its way out. Mm-hmm. So what you think can be a game changer in the education of how to develop emotions and just awareness about yourself, especially well, come, being a young black man? I think that should be a class. You know, I think men don't know how to be men because they've never been taught. They've been raised by boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't mm-hmm. even know how to be a man. You know what I mean? So how are you going to expect somebody to do something they've never been taught? Their father wasn't a man. His father wasn't a man. It's, it's a domino effect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you got a bunch of people teaching the wrong routes you know what i mean so a lot of people think being a man is you know holding your chest up all the time and and and, and being macho that's not what a man is sometimes a man you know you you have to release mm-hmm. which means you have to, sometimes you got to submit to your if you got a wife you know what i mean mm-hmm. you might have to submit her yep. you know what i mean the, the, the person the boy is gonna tell you to never submit right yeah you you the man of the house you do it she do what you say you know what yeah. i mean that's not what a man is. Come on, teach him. You know what I mean? A man, you're going to make so she happy at all costs, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? And sometimes and if that if that means you got to swallow your pride, and that's a big coming from me because I'm a pride walker. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you got to swallow your pride. That's being a man. And I mean, mm-hmm. turning down some pussy. That's being a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people tell you it's about how much pussy you get. Nah, it's about yeah. how much pussy you turn down. Mm-hmm. That's how you be a man, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the temptations in life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Money. Mm-hmm women you know what i mean like mm. those are the main two temptations in life right and drugs mm. you know what i mean so like if you can say no to those things i think that those are the first few steps of being a man you mm. know what i mean understanding like this is who i am this is who i am mm-hmm. i'm gonna be this person regardless of whatever temptations come across me or whatever somebody got off of me like that ain't what i'm looking for yeah. that ain't what i want 
You know what I mean? So you can't put that on me. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So um, you got anything you want to say? Yeah, <clears throat> that was why I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like um, another thing, back to like, just not to stay on and talk too long, but the crying piece. Uh, another thing that really, uh, that kept me from crying was like, you know, having older cousins, they'll play around with you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I ain't get bullied, but they was trying to toughen me up. And, yeah. You know, you shed man, stop by that crying, you a boy, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's another effect on it too. Yeah. And then like, um, like how you said, what can help, you know, practice of being a man and honestly bro it's just being around the right influences like you know what yeah. I'm saying? too many people are being influenced by the wrong thing mm. like you have young kids who think toting guns being in the streets selling mm. drugs they think that's gonna get you the world come on it's not that's gonna get you a casket or it's yeah. gonna get you the pen so it's just yeah. like you know what i'm saying and just seeing like what directions people could go to like it's just crazy my cousin asked me she was like why you never did it i said honestly bro I never did it because I didn't want to gamble with my life. Because if you're going to gamble with your life, you might as well just be like on some suicidal type shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for real. Like my cousin, he's locked up now, but it's like, <clears throat> he, my cousin was like, it's a good thing that he's locked up. And I was like, why would you say that? She was like, because if he's out, they got to hit on him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like gang banging, that stuff, that life mm. ain't cool, bro. It's, yeah. it's like, I don't, I never did see the point of it. Mm -hmm. And it just like, why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like why? Like mm -hmm. you find somebody over a color. We both black. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We uh, we, we had those conversations before. Yeah. Me and you. So I but not to um pick sides or just go on anything, but it's just like it's culture. Like how you say it. So once you immersed in it, that's just all you know. And before you know, you got a flag in your hand. Uh before you know, you got a gun in your hand. It's your choice of whether you're going to pull it. It's your choice of whether you're going to use it. Um, I just think, I know for me anyway, what it really would have helped me out was just, you know, more, more, more quiet moments, more moments where I wasn't so in the midst of people. Because I feel like as a young kid, as, as growing up, you want to be around people. You want to have friends. You want, you want that sense of camaraderie, you know, like, hey, you this, we this, we that. And I'm not saying it on the merit of like being friends because at the end of the day, my, my, my father ain't studying and he never valued friendship and, um, and, and value independence. And uh, just growing up and seeing my brothers and seeing how some of their friends would set them up for just the craziest stuff, like to be almost murdered or even, you know, jumped or like real dangerous stuff, get them locked up. So it's just like, I ain't with that. But I, I just want, um, people just to gain a sense of awareness. So that's the purpose of this episode more specifically. And to let, you know, other young men that are listening to this and coming from certain backgrounds, like even coming from a privileged background, know that, you know, life is real and it's bigger than what um, social media portrays it to be. You know, it's just, it's the building killer of um, black children, I feel so. I mean, not to knock the polar ethnicities, but I feel like we are more subjective to the racial um, bias. We're so more subjective to like the bad parts. Like, oh, if we do something bad, it's something bad. But if they do something bad, it's a trend. It's it's more good accepting versus being bad and repulsive. And I really wanted to focus on men at the end of the day because like it's not a lot of things talking about us. It's more so about the women, which don't get me wrong, women are very much important like women trafficking is going on and it's big but there are also men being trafficked as well there are also men being raped that is not that is not even talked about there's people who have uncles who've raped their their nephews like that's sick like for real like let's like let's talk about like the I call it call it retardation but that's a bad word to use but like the reformation of character where you got kids who come from privileged backgrounds, who try to give off a gangster lifestyle, who pick up guns and try to be gangster, but really are cowards because they're not really shooting or they're not even aiming and they're killing somebody or damaging themselves by putting themselves in jail. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this episode, most specifically, I wanted it to hit different barriers and different um, backgrounds, but this is just a small peek into Ladies and gentlemen, what I want to really want to get into, but this is like volume one of a chronicle, so it's going to be another one real soon, and then we're going to get more in depth. But 
before we get into all that, I just want to thank you guys both from you know volunteering your time and really giving people your stories because at the end of the day, it takes so much bravery, it takes so much real courage to let people know about you and not just know about you, but know your story. Because ain't nobody gonna tell your story quite like you because they ain't live it like you. They didn't live it, they didn't experience it, and they didn't know how it felt to be how it was when you was and how you are when you are now. So I thank you. Uh, thank you, you know, for, for having us. You know. Um, so I want to give this time for both of you guys. You know, just to go ahead promote your spiel, let them know about you, how to get at you, your social medias and stuff. Whichever one of y'all want to go at it first, let's get it. Boom. All right. Um. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram. It's young underscore. No, it's young king underscore x. It's y u n g. And what? Um, y'all gonna catch me in Atlanta, man? I'm gonna be performing, man. It's the <laughs> Millennial Social Event is about to be lit. Yeah. It's gonna be October 24th. Um, you follow me in my. Uh, you follow me on my Instagram. It's gonna be all the information in my bio. Yeah, let them know how to yeah, get to the so, music. Oh yeah, yeah man. man. SoundCloud, man. SoundCloud. Don't man. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I'm talking about the single. Come on, stop. You, you, you modest <laughs> yeah, with it, but shit. Come on. I got my single out, Lost Fables. Yeah. Like doing little records for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Freestyle monster. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got that and I'm also working on something, you know, really big. Um, I got a lot of artists that trying to do features with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, uh, I'm always into like, you know, trying to give the black, uh, you know, black uh, artists the chance to, you know, get out there and stuff like that. So yeah, if you're trying to get on, just hit me. Yes, sir. Nothing, just uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, my personal page is Flynn underscore Roadrunner. Um, follow my business page. I'm a personal trainer. Um, for to be the biggest in Columbia. Period. And then we're going to move on to being the biggest in South Carolina. Period. And then we're going to move on to being the biggest in the world. That's right. Uh, like that. That's Flynn's Body Shop. Um, that's yeah. the Instagram. Follow the Facebook, Flynn's Body Shop as well. That's it, man. You know, we, 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 we're going at it 10 toes in. And, you know, I hope everybody, you know, I wish everybody peace, love, and happiness. And we appreciate you for having us. Yes, sir. Yes, Coming sir. Um, and don't be afraid to contact the, the these guys if y'all are out of state. Um, just, you know, it's as simple as a DM. Uh, if you didn't get their information, I will make sure that I detail it in the bio. Uh, yeah, this has been your boy Brandon Alexander. Until next time, love, peace, and hair grease. I'm out. <laughs>